0: it's auction time it's auction time it's time to begin the auction folks you're in the right place at the right time my name is Lance Walker, fast talker of Walker Auctions in Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to the Time to Sell program.
1: bid now bid bid now bid bid now bid now two. bid two hundred? Two twenty five. Two fifty bid now bid seventy five? I am sold on Walker Auctions.
0: Hey, what time is it? Time to
1: uh, sell. Oh, my
0: favorite time of the day on a Saturday, folks. Welcome to Time to Sell. We're Walker Auctions. And we're pleased to be here with you on KWAM 990. And uh, what we're going to do for the next hour is talk auctionees, And uh, we're going to direct you to our website, which is walkerauctions.com. And that's where you can find some absolutely great merchandise to buy. And if you're a seller, we're going to talk about how you can sell at auction. If you're a buyer, we're going to talk about how you can buy at auction. Uh, This is what we do 24-7. We don't just work auctions. We dream about it at night. Do about 100, well over 100, Eric said, nightmares? No, it's dreams. Eric dreams. <laughs> By the way, I'm with uh, Terry Walker, who was named the number one female auctioneer in the country, and Eric Walker, who's the greatest fiddle-playing auctioneer in the country. And me, I'm just a, I got a mouth, so I talk. And we're glad to be here. And we, uh, we're in the Memphis, Tennessee Area We cover about a 100-mile range from Memphis. We're licensed in Missouri, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi. So if you're thinking about selling, maybe you have an estate to sell, farmland, uh, equipment. Maybe you're selling an estate. You have a house full of furniture. You have the house itself. Give us a call, 901-322-2139. That's 901-322-2139. And Eric will explain to you how the auction method of sale, sale works. And we'll come out and take a look at what you have for sale. And we'll work out a plan to get your merchandise sold. This is what we do. We help people sell at auction. Uh, So what we like to do is we like to start our program off with what we call Terry's Teasers. And Terry talks about the upcoming personal property auctions we have. Again, if you want to take a look at them, it's at www.WalkerAuctions, with an S, WalkerAuctions.com. All of our auctions are listed there. And we have several coming up that she's going to tell you about. It's not quite on the site yet. So here's Terry.
1: Lance, we've got uh, a great auction that you need to find something for your mother for Mother's Day. Um, This is it. Jewelry. Jewelry. And coins. What more does a woman need but jewelry and coins?
0: Jewelry and money.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jewelry and money. That's That's it. Take a moment and look at these. We've got 14-karat gold, star, sterling silver. There's diamond watches So uh, that are vintage, vintage watches that you want to look at. at. Very, very pretty. These are um, great items for wearing. Man, there's a lot of
0: jewelry, isn't there? Not just yes, a few pieces. My goodness.
1: Yes. A lot of jewelry, a lot of small items that you, you want to take a moment and look at. <clears throat> this is the uh, auction that is in Bartlett. And also the, so there's two auctions at the same location. Mm-hmm. One of them is the jewelry and the coins, smaller items. And the other one is furniture, um, uh, all the the cross stitch and the uh, um, needle point items that you want to look at as well. There's some art in that one, beautiful art pieces. So those are some items, two auctions. They're closing back-to-back. Pickup is at the same location on the same day. So if you want to take a moment, you can look at those. And just keep in mind that you're picking up on the same day. We've also got the Germantown Auction. Oh, my word. Can I say 800 items?
0: 800? Yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. Huge, huge auction. Furniture. Um, a lot of decor items. And and I hate to even say this, but some fabulous Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations. So this is one that you want to look at. Lots of lots of upscale furniture, lots of upscale decor items. Um, so that's in Germantown. Then we've got one in Collierville that's got furniture. Uh, it's a smaller um, item, I mean auction, but it's got some really nice furniture in it. Glassware and things such as that, so that you know it's yep. for just for your home. But it's a perfect auction for those unique pieces that you need for your home. Uh, that's that's one that you want to take a moment and look at it as well. We've also got one. Now, this is something I've never done before, and we're going to try it. So I need some bidders on this auction. Mm. We have someone who lived in a phenomenal home. That they're selling a lot of the fixtures in the home, such as uh, a bathtub that they had. They're redoing the whole house. And the items in their home are of good, very good quality. Yeah. So we're selling the bathtub. A plumber is taking all of these plumbing fixtures out so oh. it will be done correctly. Okay. And you just pick them up. But well, bring a friend to help you load a bathtub.
0: So you got it. The fixtures, like cabinets and light fixtures? Yeah, light
1: fixtures.
2: And, yeah, okay. light
1: fixtures. and then also, we've got a washer, a dryer in this auction. We do have some decorative pieces, some bowls and stuff like that. But, oh, my word, this has also got a dryer that you can put, like, your tennis shoes on a shelf. Yeah. And instead of it rolling like a dryer does, it air dries them. So, if you need to air dry clothes, you can stick them in here and that it will air dry them. Man, it is so cool. And then with that one, so there's bathroom sinks, we've got commodes, we've got um, kitchen cabinets, we've got a lot of um, uh, pools for your cabinet, very upscale pools on your cabinets. So those are some items that you want to take a look at as well. It's something we've never done. We just wanted to try it. The seller had um, these things to sell, and I thought, you know, they sell these on. Uh, Facebook Marketplace all the time, Mm -hmm, kitchen cabinets and that type of thing. We thought, why not help our seller out and also provide something for our buyers? Measure a space where you want a new kitchen cabinet. Yeah, Measure that space and then compare it to the measurements that we provide for you. Granite countertops. uh, There's some uh, stainless steel countertops in this. So you do want to take a... Moment, look at this a viking stove six Man. burner viking stove that is to Man die brand, for. yeah 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 that's a it's a great great stove so so you want to take a moment and look at and and you want to look at every one of these items because we've got some fabulous refrigerators in this auction as well um trying to think we've got and then we just got your typical stuff that we sell we've got uh, we do have some light fixtures that are so cool.
0: And, again, and these will be taken down. These right? will all be taken down.
1: Okay. Uh, and a contractor is working to take all of these down, working with the plumber to get the fixtures out. So you'll have those. Yeah. Uh, that will be done in the right way. It's not Terry yeah. is not taking these out for you.
0: Well, especially Lance not taking them out.
1: <laughs> <So> that, that, <laughs> Fix
0: repair is not exactly my <laughs> strength.
1: But just look at the measurements. Take advantage if you're redoing a house. Yeah, remodeling a
0: house. Yeah, this is
1: perfect. Um, So they're just wanting to get rid of it. And the contractor that's working with this family who's redoing the house said, "You know, I can either. I'd much rather take these out. I'm going to take them out anyway. And he's uh, he's a perfectionist. He said, "I want to take them out the right way. So we're gonna we're gonna do it this way." Oh well, good so that's one, and we've already had two auctions at this location, mm-hmm. so a lot of our bidders have been to the location yeah. and it's on East Massey Road,
2: yeah, so Great if you've been to that it. auction Great location,
1: I mean it's a perfect place for you to um yep. you know think about what we've what we've already sold. We've also got some drapes in this auction that were in this one as well, and we've got um we've got clothes in this we've got a fabulous man's coat. That I, I wished I could wear. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a coach coat. It is
0: a coach coat.
1: Coach is the brand and it's a coat, but it, it's an extra large, but it's good looking. It's a good looking coat. So take a moment and, you know, as you're going through this, don't stop. Keep going until you get to the end because we're adding all the oh, time. Okay. Yeah. And some fabulous hardware for cabinets and you know pulls on the drawers of bathrooms and that type of thing you do want to take a moment look at this this is a chance of a lifetime
0: well that's great so if you're remodeling a home or uh, just need some extra furnishings go to walkerauctions.com and you'll see that auction uh i I want to break up something too we interviewed a buddy chip pierce last week who is a collector car expert and that's what he specializes in down in Alabaster, Alabama, just south of Birmingham, we talked about how an auction works. And uh, when we the day before we record the show, this truck, this nineteen fifty eight Chevrolet Apache pickup. By the way, it's on our website at walkerauctions.com. Uh, I've got his auction on our website. It was at ten thousand dollars, and then when we court the next day, it doubled. Uh, it went up to twenty. Well, today it's at twenty seven five. So that, that's how an auction works. You know, we start it low, builds up, and uh, by the time the auction's over, you're going to get market value for your assets. You know, and what we want to encourage you, let's say we're doing a state auction. You're, you're going to move out of the house. You know, what we do for you, we can't guarantee you the best price on everything, but we can guarantee we can get it out the door. And that's that's the main thing. People will come and pay you a reasonable price, and they'll move it for you. You don't have to worry about moving it. So some things will go higher than you expect. Some things will go lower than you expect. And that's that's the attraction of an auction. It's what causes buyers to want to buy. And if you're a seller and you've got a house you need to sell and it's full of furniture, we can sell the house and the furniture two separate auctions and get you moved and going to where you want to go next. So, uh, again, we're Walker Auctions. If you want to give us a call, it's 901 901- 322 2139. That's 901 322 2139. You can call us on our website at walkerauctions.com. If you prefer email, email Eric at E R I C, Eric at walkerauctions with an S dot com. Eric at walkerauctions dot com. He'll explain to you how the, our method of sale works. And, uh, Eric or Terry, are you through? Did you have any more?
1: Well, we could talk about some more that we've got coming up, but they're well, not close to being online yet.
0: Well, we'll talk. Maybe we may get that way to the end. We also have a very important guest at a at a uh, at high, here at top of the hour. So uh, uh, I say top of the hour in, in uh, about five minutes. So <laughs> uh, Colonel Walker is who it is, and they, he'll be calling here soon. But Eric, you want to tell us about some real estate we got for sale?
3: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We currently have uh, several pieces up on the website for se, We've got a great uh, three-bed, two-bath in Collierville uh, that's coming up. Uh, closing date for the auction is April the 30th. If you'd like to have a look at it, I'd love to show it to you. Uh, this is a wonderful property. it be a great um, first-time home for a family. Uh, we have another great uh, three-bed, two-bath home in Bartlett. Um, and actually, if you go on the website and look at that, you will see that that house is full of stuff. You might be wondering, why is that house full of stuff? Well, that house is full of stuff because we are selling the personal property and the real estate. Ah. Um, the seller is on a bit of a time crunch, and so we are acquiescing their uh, their situation. We're helping them get out and get out in a timely manner. That Bartlett property has a beautiful backyard. I mean, it is a manicured piece of lawn. It has a small... Um, little koi pond in the back. Um, it, it, I think it was registered as some kind of habitat. Like they, they had like, uh, I, I, somebody come in and, and registered as, as oh, some sort of habitat. Okay. I, I could be fibbing there, but I think that's correct. Um, so that's a, that's another great spot. And then we also have a, a listing for a, uh, a property in, uh, uh, Cordova, uh, right on the, the Bartlett line, um. That is another three-bed, two-bath home that would make a wonderful rental property if you're looking to invest in anything. So if you get on the website and you see any of those properties, um, give me a call. Uh, I'm Eric. My number is 901-491-0793. I'd love to show them to you, let you have a look at them. Uh, If you're a realtor and you have a a client who'd like to have a look at, at any of these, feel free to give me a call as well. Um, all these properties have Realtors lockboxes on them. So you're more than welcome to schedule an appointment. Um, we do share commissions just like everybody else. We love working with Realtors because they help us make money. Um, so, and folks, if you, if you are in a situation where you need to sell your house, I would love to help you sell it, uh, either at auction or at a listing. Um, we love selling property of all kinds here, especially real estate. Um, so you can give me a call at 901-491-0793 say that
0: one more time a little slower
3: yeah that's 901 are we not having an auction right now we don't no, 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 it's the radio no show. the radio show? okay all right. there you go yeah <laughs> well folks
0: uh if you're in the market to buy or sell we just want to talk to you and we'll explain to you how our system works and if you like it well we'll just have us an auction and if you'd rather do something else, that's fine too. A lot of times people call and uh, we uh, it can't help them. It's just not an auction situation. But usually we can steer them to the right place. And so uh, a lot of times, like I say, we'll go look at it and it's just not enough there. Or maybe you, uh, just for whatever reason, auction is not going to work. We can usually help you get that sold in another way. So we try to be the aspirin for your headache. And help you get your on your way. Most people that we talk to are in a hurry, and they need to move for whatever reason. And we try to help you get out of there. So uh another thing we do, Eric, is selling equipment. That's right. And uh we uh hope to have another equipment auction here in about a month. So what if somebody had a say a backhoe or a yeah. forklift or something like that? How can sure. we help them out?
3: Well, uh, we have a uh, an office with a a gated lot in the back, a very secure. You can uh, bring your piece, and uh, whether it be a boat, an uh, uh, industrial lawnmower, uh, a uh, a backhoe, anything like that, a forklift, uh, we can store it there until we have a consignment auction for it, and uh, and your piece will be sold at competitive bidding, which is really the best way to sell equipment right now. Equipment is really really up there; it doesn't look like it's coming down. It's very expensive. Yes, it's always it been expensive, but it's it's even more so now, and and having folks compete over your uh, piece of equipment is, is the best way to do it instead of trying to take offers here and there. If you got a camper, right, a boat, yeah.
0: recreational vehicle, Now's a good time to sell that stuff, too. I deal time. Up. People are in the market looking around, and and you can bring it up to our place, and uh, we're gated, fenced, got security, so we can sell it right from our uh, location. And uh, here in Memphis, glad to do that again uh, give us a call, 901-322-2139. That's our office number, and we'll get you set up to go uh, if if you have equipment or recreational uh, vehicle to sell. We have a van on our lot now that we're going to be selling, and uh, we m- uh, may have a tractor we're going to sell that's coming in and some other things. So uh, we, if you got equipment, we'd love to, to do that as well. So one thing we want to – uh, before we get to our guest, and again, we've got Lieutenant Colonel Harold Walker, who's going to be calling here in just a minute. Uh, although his last name's Walker, he's not related. Yeah, is there any relation? <laughs> no. We don't have any. We grew up together with the same last name and always had to explain that we weren't kin. <laughs> so, uh, but he's got quite a story to tell. The fact is, uh, th- uh, one of the reasons that I'm interviewing him is he's written a book, and it's uh, written several books, and one of them is about our childhood uh, growing up just north of Memphis, so uh, when he comes on, we'll be selling books and not merchandise, so <laughs> that'll be coming up in a couple of minutes, but a lot of people ask us, you know, why do you, why sell at auction? Uh, what What is there about an auction that why would I want to do that? And what we like to say is, it's com- competitive bidding combined with aggressive marketing makes your it draws attention to what it is you have to sell, helps it to bring the best price.
3: Right, in a In a short amount of time.
0: Short amount of time. Yeah. And, and you know, if if you just deal with one buyer, then you're going to get that person's offer. What we do at auctions, we deal with several buyers. So you have several offers to purchase. They compete against each other. It stops at wherever the highest bid is. And that way, you know, you've gotten market value. And uh, uh, again, we can't guarantee if it's going to be more than what you wanted, or what, or less than what you wanted, but we can guarantee that we put it out there on the market. Uh, people are there; uh, people are there, and they're not just bidding, but they're ready, able, and qualified to bid because they're ready to pay that day. So that that's the auction method of selling. And like like I say, if you need to get in touch with us, we're walkerauctions.com. That's our website. Now, I'm going to welcome my guest. Harold G. Walker and the G doesn't stand for good.
4: Harold, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh have I ever heard you say that before? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Lance. How you doing? Well,
0: doing real good. And you know uh from a guy from the south that's moved to Chicago, you still got a little bit of southern accent left in. You know what, Harold? <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I can't lose that. That's me. Yeah, that's know? right. Yeah. That's right. That's right, buddy. Well but, listen, yeah,
0: I wanna I want to introduce the uh, our Audience to you, uh, Harold and I grew up uh, two cotton patches away from each other.
4: <laughs> <laughs> about we, three steps.
0: That's right, and uh, uh, we had a, a ditch that ran through the Boot Hill, Missouri, called the floodways. And actually, Harold, I want to say it's four or five ditches. You remember? It, yeah, it's
4: uh, six. Six. And okay. About the size of a small rivers. Almost. Th-
0: that's wow. true. It is, isn't it? And if it uh-huh. wasn't for the floodways, that place would still be a swamp <laughs> that's
4: right that's right that's what the floodways right. did go back to it every year
0: yeah yeah and uh we're going to talk about that but i, I just want to tell him a little bit about uh about you harold harold is uh, retired from the u.s marine corps uh where he yep. served he was uh, he flew a helicopter uh I- i'm probably going to butcher this I thought I had the name of the helicopter. I'll down. straighten it. I'll straighten it out when you get through good. You won't I won't let you. Any one of them big ones, okay? And, <laughs> and he was. In, he was not only did he served in Vietnam. He was in Desert Storm. He retired as a lieutenant colonel, and uh, that's just his military career. And uh, he also had an educational career. And so we kind of got back together during that time. And if we have time, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but the main thing I want to do is. Probably two things that uh, none of us, I never expected you would become a writer, and you probably never suspected I'd become an auctioneer. Uh, you know, Boy, that is two people out of the, out of the woodwork. <laughs> we are way out of the woodwork. We both went to college, majored, nothing to do with what we're doing right now. That's but, uh, Harold, you've become a successful writer, and I want to talk about your books. Uh, and I, I know you've written three, possibly four, or you think you're working on one now. But, yeah, Harold, if we could, first tell us a little bit about you.
4: Uh, well, you know, I'm basically from Southeast Missouri. That's 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 it. And the uh, the the Walkers there was uh, Lance and his brothers and his father and uh, Sonny Walker and uh, my 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 Walkers and we like all Walkers we have the same name but no one's related. <laughs> uh, right. And but but uh, most of the people always thought that we were related. They did. Yeah. We were. we yep. We both, we all went to the same church. We yep. went to the same schools, we, and we were the same name, and we all we all hung together. So it was a, it was a walker. And, and Harold, you, you and I were drugged
0: as children. We were drugged to church mm-hmm. every time the doors were open, weren't we? <laughs> That's,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. Wednesday nights, yes. uh, Saturday afternoons, whenever they were doing something. Yeah, uh,
0: I think it, your and, dad uh, was Sunday <laughs> school superintendent, if I remember that, correctly. He sure was. Yeah, and I he think sure your mom was. taught a class, and. That's right. uh, Guys, it did, our, my, my dad was a deacon, led singing, and, you know, mom taught. Right. And, well, anyway, that's where we grew oh, up. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, and then, and then the school ended up the same way, you
0: know. Yep, that's right. But, Eric, uh, excuse me, uh, Harold, and I think you'd like to be called Hal now, is that correct?
4: Uh, Hal's fine. Yeah, okay. Hal's fine.
0: And, and so what happened after school?
4: Well, uh, you know, southeast Missouri State where I went to school. And your, your brother, Wayne, yep. and I, were we, we actually roomed together. They really thought we were brothers. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and as far as we were, as far as the way things were, we could have been. You know, we were brothers. Uh, but anyway, finished school there in uh, '67, And uh, right in the center when Vietnam was going, uh, going strong. And, and never had an intention to do anything but, you know, teach school and go back yeah. to southeast Missouri. And... Uh, of uh, draft drafts came up, and all the folks my age were being drafted, and uh, I was uh... I needed a little bit of extra time to to graduate, like most of my family, and uh, I said I went to him. I said, "Would you, uh, you know, can you get, can I can I get a about a you know one more quarter?" The army said, "No, no, you are already ours." What? Uh, oh, yeah, you are already ours, <laughs> Private First Zero Class Walker, and I. Uh, I said, oh, "Holy crap!" So I went over to another guy. And he said, "Hey, Walker, go see the Marine Corps. Go talk to those uh-huh. guys." And uh, so "I went over to talk to the Marine Corps, and then and they were they were slobbering trying to get somebody to fly helicopters for them at that uh-huh. time because they needed helicopter pilots. And they didn't tell me that because the only thing you could see on the table was this uh, Phantom, the Phantom. Yeah, you know the, yep. oh, what a beautiful oh, yeah, what it? oh. It, oh, it's gorgeous uh, and, and and uh. Uh, you know, they, they 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 don't discuss it in that same manner. The pilots that know how to fly the jets and things—they think, "Oh, it's like a, that wasn't that great an aircraft." I said, "Yeah, but no one looked any better than that." that and that's so, right. and, and, but then the, then I didn't notice all the helicopters around the outside of the, the circle. Yeah, and so when we went in, you know, is that flight school out of OCS and flight school in Philip and down in Pensacola. And, uh, we all went in, we, we were all taken into helicopters. And so we ended up in Vietnam in 69, November 69, flying CH-46s. And that was the medium lift helicopter for the Marines. And, uh, they had a lot of those helicopters. And, and of course they had the Hueys and the Cobras. And, and uh, we were just, we, we, we hauled troops and, and we did that all day long and all night long into every kind of situation. Spent a year there, got out alive. I'm real proud of that, and uh, and after that, you know, I had to figure out what I was doing again. So I went into uh, doing some, went into the Treasury Department and did some Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms work, and that's how I got sent to Chicago. Sent to Chicago, and what's like a job
0: to me, Harold?
4: <laughs> well, yeah. That, wait a minute. You know what? I'm missing. I did go. I did have to do something before that. I became a principal. I was a principal at to, to Wardell High School. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I did that for two years, and that was when you were the counselor. That's right. I was
0: got as counselor. you principal. We just, just about closed that place down. That's
4: <laughs> right. We just about did. Of course, and, and one of my cousins was, was 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 a was a coach of the yeah. basketball team. Yeah, coach McDonald. So, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. So after I did two years of that, I did go to the Treasury Department. And I ended up in Chicago working under uh, the uh, operation called Q, Concentrated Urban Enforcement, which no one ever speaks about.
2: Yeah, and that
4: was uh, that was a pretty tough tough subject. Yeah, I did that for about six years, and I went back to flying again with the reserves. And flew, started flying uh, in model Hueys, echo model Hueys, and that was a gunship the Vietnam era. Yeah, so uh, I was doing that, and 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 and, and it just continued on. Doing this and that with the Marines, and I finally ended up going to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission Office of Investigations. That's where I remained until I retired from there. And uh, so I became the senior special agent with the Nuclear Regulatory Commission Office of Investigations. Huh. and that was that was all based upon uh, a lot a lot of detail, a lot of a lot of materials that was that you can't even speak of. But it was uh, very interesting. I enjoyed it. Well, and then uh, that was it. Well, then then I retired, and then I started writing the books. Well, this is what
0: this is what I and I remember my brother Wayne calling and said, "Hey, have you read Have you read Harold's book?" And I said, "Have I read what?" He said, "Harold Walker has wrote a book about growing up in the boot heel." And I said, "Harold Walker could write a comic strip. What are you talking about writing
4: a book?" That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> scary,
0: scary. I've learned. In having conversations, you were, you took meticulous notes while you were in the service, and uh, I guess you've had this writing bug maybe most of your life. And when you got retired, well, yeah, you
4: I, put it to yeah, work. I, it, it, well, and you know, it worked. It worked well with with what I was doing yeah. for the investigations that I had to conduct were federal federal level investigations taken to take in the federal district courts and stuff. I mean, you really had to you had to really nail your information. I mean you had to be detailed and it had to be good, and you had to be right and uh, so uh, I did that for a long time, and so that just fell in line with that yeah I mean I, uh, and when I started to to do the work on the Missouri is because I started seeing uh, we were losing we're losing people down there, the population is going down. Yep. I thought we got to we got talk about this and so uh the murder on the floodways, and it really did it's it's a factual. Murder. It, it is I, uh, right on your farm,
0: and and yep. uh, I tell you, it's a book I couldn't put down. And again, folks, it's called Murder on the Floodways. Harold G. Walker, and Harold, tell us about a little bit about the book.
4: Well, um, basically, it's uh, and I was I was uh, I was twelve years old at the time, and uh, and the farm we had was a hundred twenty acre cotton farm. It had about six families living there. On uh, one hundred and twenty acres, which can never happen again right and uh, and uh, at the time and 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 then we had a, it was a community. it was a real community yeah. and uh, and and then uh, we had different characters and people in that and family members. and then one was uh, was a uh, was a guy that we called hokey h o k e y. And another guy that another guy we just he was named Harry Leslie Shell, but his name we called him Fats. Someone called him Fats. Well he wasn't fat compared to what I see today. <laughs> he was more like a linebacker for a football team. Okay. And those guys they those guys just were was really close friends. And uh, and one day, one day out of nowhere, and I'm certain there was there's a lot more to this story. Yeah. He uh Hokie ends up killing his best friend with a with a shotgun in front of a family of five. Mm. And then uh before the night's over, Hokie's also dead from a shotgun. And then they had the funeral and the funeral they brought they called, because these guys were friends, they had the funeral together in a, in the in a, in the Baptist church in Clarkton, Missouri. Yeah. And they had a preacher for one of them, which was Hokie's preacher, and one of them, which was Harry's preacher. So they had two families. One family hardly knew the other family. In the same church, the murdered boy and the murderer of the boy, in on head-to-head casket. Uh. And that... Has never been done
2: no, that I know of. And
4: I went back looking into the, the frontier days, you know, back in you know, see with Wyatt Earp and the boys yeah. have done something like that or any you know a hole in the wall gang, and, 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 you know, where, anywhere and and I never found anything like that. And it's, and it's the most absorbing thing that I could I could ever put together. I couldn't I couldn't well, make it up. It was great. No,
0: but, and and you could tell by the way, you did a lot of research on this book. Uh, oh, yeah. To make things accurate, you, you can just tell it when you read it. I mean, Harold, the thing I like about it, if if you were raised on a farm in the 50s or 60s, these characters, they just come to life, and, and, and it reminds you of someone, and I can see one of the characters there with bib overalls on, chewing tobacco dripping down his mouth, and, and you know, oh you, yeah, you, oh, just, yeah. you yeah. can just visualize what it was like back then, and you and I could well, ride our bicycle to the floodway ditches, just say, "Hey, Mom, yep. going to the floodways uh, yeah. today." Our parents would have a heart attack if We didn't, oh, yeah. you know, if we did yeah. anything like that. And we'd stay all oh, day. Yeah. The only thing
4: was, be back yeah. by dark, right? Be back by dark. Yeah, I've sat in there on the floodways. It was a community that lived there too. People yeah. that, that were just that that were getting away from their past. These guys, I mean, people we didn't know. One of them, we, all we knew was just we we call one hombre, and another one was a. Uh, it was the uh, fella two brothers, and one of them ended up killing the other one before that was over with mm. and uh so it was a it was a violent world, but I never saw the violence yeah. like like you talk about yeah. you know I knew them all you know from my levels from twelve years old I knew them all, and I never felt fear from any of them, but I always saw Extreme violence at a level which no one
2: should have to
0: see at that age. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, with this had happened on your farm, and again, of oh, yeah. our farm just That's so close together was really, a, uh, you know, an unusual event uh, uh, anywhere, mm-hmm. but especially in that very, very small community where everybody knew everybody, and uh, yes, it really was a mystery. Uh, yep. and uh,
4: still. It, it, it.
0: Is a mystery, isn't it?
4: Somewhat. Yes. It, well, it, 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 it is somewhat. Uh, you'd have to you'd have to read the book yeah, to find out. That's what right. It, right? Read the book. <laughs> we don't want to give that away. <laughs> and Harold, but, we're going to get the other book. How can people buy your book? Where do they find it? Well, it's, it's it's basically you uh, uh, depends on where you are. Amazon yeah. is probably the easiest way okay. to get it. Uh, a lot of independent book books uh, sellers have it. Uh, the uh, the, I didn't try to go through normal publishing route on this. I did it myself with uh, uh, uh dragonfly publishing i I developed my own publishing company oh okay and, and so that's who i I publish books so uh, and and I've got the people that do it in the correct manner, and so that's that's I started that and so now that that books under dragonfly publishing along with okay. grotto. And others, and more, and more to come. And so, well, it, it, it just just put the uh, Harold G. Walker in. Go to go to uh, Amazon, take a look, or go to uh, go to Facebook and take a look, and it's 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 there.
2: Well,
0: I'm telling you, I, I read the book in two days. I could I could not put it down once I started. And if if anybody's listening to this show and you were raised on a farm around a farm, you you're going to want to read this book. And, and if you weren't raised on a farm, you kind of get a little idea of what it was like. Uh, Back in the day when uh, we just seemed to have more freedom to, uh, you know, a a 12-year-old kid uh, could get on his bicycle and go as far as you could
4: go just so you got back by night. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, at 12 years old, I never walked over the floodways without carrying a 22 rifle or a shotgun. And And probably your dog was following you behind you. Yeah, buddy. buddy.
0: Yeah, My dog. That's right. We all had a dog. Ours was (laughs) ripped. And, we, and yep. you know he'd follow out right there with us, you know.
4: Oh yeah, and and it was it was a community. Yep, it uh, was. It, uh, well, well, Harold, it's all.
0: You got some other books that I, I want to talk
4: about them a because yep. I don't know
0: as much about them, and they're the Grotto books, right? Well,
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at, I, I wanted to. Con- I, I would continue writing, so I was I was writing about the Vietnam experience, and you know you get there's everybody like I've said every war. Every war is made up of a thousand books, a river of books. Everybody in that war sees
2: something just a little
4: different than yeah. the other other person who's standing right by them. So there's everybody has an observation that that's different from someone else's. And what I tried to do on this was I tried to just I didn't make it my book. I made I made a overall look see at a squadron of CH-46 helicopter pilots some of the you know, the guys that just set in the zone to take it. And I was so impressed with them that I, I, I wanted to show what they went through, individuals that I recognized and knew and talk about. Not me. I mean, I flew all those missions too, but it's not about me. It's about the people that I, that I knew and worked with and what they did and how it was done. And it was done day after day after day. And uh, and and it was a uh, how did how did we cope? What did we do? And it and the army's the same way. I'm a, uh, the yeah. army guys was a Vietnam Helicopter Pilot Association. I'm a, I'm a last member of. Uh, and uh, it, it, I always say this: it doesn't matter what color your uniform or how it fits. Every yeah. everybody that flew helicopters had a rotor blade over their head. And it was, yeah. it was spinning at the speed of sound, and it was ready to cut your head off if it could touch you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, See, that's what amazed me, uh, Harold. I think about
0: guys like you that flew those helicopters, and you were might have been hauling supplies, might have been getting somebody that's injured or whatever. You were mm-hmm. you were driving right into enemy fire. Oh yeah. What yeah. What was that like, Harold? Well, you know what it.
4: it, it, it I think we we were pretty. I will say this in the Marine Corps we had we had the, the position. the Marine Corps didn't want to lose any helicopters, so they was very careful about how we did things.
2: okay The
4: Army the Army, and those guys who I, I, I would stand there sometimes just my mouth hanging open, had those guys that were flying dust off the uh, the uh, medevac guys that was flying. These guys were 19, 20 years old and with no gun cover and mm. flying in without any weapons. And doing things that I couldn't even begin to think of doing. So I uh, and I've, I've you know something it's just amazing. But when we went in the Marine Corps, we'd take two CH-46s, and then we'd have two two gunships with us, maybe a third. And then if it was really got a little bit more difficult, we'd bring in fixed wing. And just to, just to be out there is an intimidating factor to the NBA just leave, leave everybody alone for a minute. But that doesn't really intimidate them too long. So for the matter of fact, when we're going in to pick somebody up, we get in and then, and then they're going to be looking around and, and if you start taking fire, you can't go anywhere because you got to keep pick these guys up. Now there are certain exceptions to that. Uh, you don't want to just sit in there and get killed for nothing. Uh, you, you take care of your guys. You get your guys in. You get out of there. And I heard one of them, Terry Driscoll, a good friend of mine, who uh, who uh, was in a, it was in some really really bad stuff. He told me he says he he said, "How?" He says, "You know what our job is, really?" And I said, "No, what is it?" To, uh, he said, "To just sit and take it
2: hmm.
4: because because he, and, and he had just gone through one where they had a crew chief killed, the two gunner shot, oh. and he and his copilot, he and his pilot was." Uh, they, they watched the, the uh, warning lights start coming on and they, until they knew they couldn't fly if they'd gone any further. So they, they pulled power and got out of there. But then they, that's, it was a real bad event because it, was it wasn't Ashall Valley. It was a Thong Duck Corridor coming off the uh, Ho Chi Minh Trail huh. down by uh, 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 all from uh, Thong Duck. Thong Duck. And a lot of people don't know where this is, this is but it's Anwa, Thong Duck, Arizona Territory, and uh, it was a, it was it was thirty thousand men coming in, and a division of, of 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 Arvin, not Arvin. I mean, NVA, and that was a leading element of it. And we didn't know what that. No one knew that's what they were tackling. Yeah. And so there was a lot of people killed that day, and a lot of people barely got out, and uh, it was it was nasty. So those things can jump on you, you know, really quick. But it's it was a rough job. It was a rough job, and I mean, I was very fortunate, really. I mean, um, and I, I never, I never got scratched. And, huh. uh, and is that right? Some that, other guys, I was yeah. Never that. right.
0: got injured, Groveling. Well,
4: no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But anyway, But anyway, uh, but but it, it was it was. It's just a helicopter community. It really is. You and see, so that's guys, what the books are about, right?
0: Yes, yeah. Okay. Yes. All yes. Right. Well, I'm gonna. I got to get those two then. Uh, again, yeah. Harold. The, they can go on Amazon. Uh, Harold G.
4: Walker's the author, and uh, you got Grotto one
0: and two, and then are you working on a third
2: one? That-
4: yeah, uh, yeah. I had to. I was. Uh, we were at, as a reservist after that. Uh-huh. After all that. I was a reservist. Uh, we were activated for Desert Storm, and went to but in the Marine Corps, and we uh, uh, they took us to. Uh, we had to go to the Philippines and fill in, and we were there thinking, "Oh, well, this is a, this is a cakewalk. We're not going to have to." We were not in the, the you know, Fallujah and all the, the, the all the mm-hmm. crazy stuff that was going on there. We would, did not get in there. They was holding us back to go in for later, and uh, and we were part of a MAGTAF, Marine Air Ground Task Force, and so we were sitting in the Philippines waiting to do that when all of a sudden the war was over, okay? So we we're still there, wondering if we we're going to go home. Mm-hmm. Said, well, yeah, you ain't going home. You're going to stay here the year. Yeah, so okay. we were in the Philippines when Mount Pinatubo, the largest volcano of the 20th century, blew up 25 nautical miles from Subic Bay and about six, mile, six nautical miles from Clark Air Force Base and just, mm-hmm. and just and just and basically destroyed the whole area while yeah. we were there. Wow! And this, so this story, this book is about the Mount Pinatubo eruption in the Philippines that killed six to eight hundred people when it went off. Off that were all uh, indigenous tribe people there in that yeah. area. And so it was it was incredible. And that, that's the story that's coming. So it's, it, it's one of those.
0: In your service, you dodge bullets and volcanoes.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I wasn't doing that, I was working with uh, in uh, Chicago's uh, third area police yeah. district, police district seven. Yeah, uh, <laughs> seventh seventh area third area seventh district. Yeah,
0: man, and, that that, yeah. that had to be a tough route. Uh, well, Harold, we was. appreciate very much your service to this country, and uh, you're just one of the many heroes that has helped to make this country what it is, and and. Uh, Folks, Harold G. Walker is the author. Go online to buy his books. I do want to mention one thing, little little uh, book that I'll never forget. While we were teaching, Harold was the principal. And principal, <laughs> Harold Walker was strict and stern. But he got along with the kids. They loved him. But they knew they got out of line. They wasn't going to meet Harold in his uh, board of education. <laughs> And back oh, in the God. day, we had a second board. We had a board of education. Oh, God. And do you remember the time, and I'll never forget this. Uh, uh, you know, I was sitting in my office, and, and we had a, this guy. can't remember his name, but he was he was in trouble a lot. And he got in trouble <laughs> again, and he knew what was going to happen to him if Harold G. Walker got a hold of him. And if I'm not mistaken, he was in your office, and then he uh-huh. just shot out. Uh-huh. Is that right? Just ran yeah. down yeah. the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ran, and we 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 had a glass door, and and you can't see this door when the door shut. I, I'll give the, I'll give you that. It's just it's solid glass, and the door shuts behind him. But you don't stop. <laughs> you crash that door, glass going That's everywhere, true. chasing that student. I'll never forget. Right. It. I can see it like like it was yesterday. It was oh, funny, God. but yet it wasn't because you could have seriously got hurt. I don't think you really did, did you?
4: No, no, not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my head was too hard. <laughs> and but what I can't remember is, did you catch him? <laughs> no. No, I never saw him again. <laughs> oh, that, that, okay, that's what I thought. He
4: ran off and he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Those were the days. <laughs> Listen, I want that, I wanted to say one I wanted to tell you one thing uh, really quick. I know you are here. No, so we're, we're fine. Long time. Go ahead. We're good. Yes. Sir. Uh, what I'm doing. What I'm doing now. I'm sitting here in uh, in, in Jefferson City, Missouri. Uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, at the Capitol. And uh, in the book Grotto Two, Chapter Seven, there's a story about a fellow uh, that's uh, uh, he, he. He just he's a remarkable. Was a remarkable Marine and someone that I really, really can't. Uh, let get get away with right. with with what happened. Uh, he he was a crew chief, and and uh, and I he, he was, and I'll tell you his name in a minute. But he he was, in a situation where they were they, they saw the NVA. He was on a Gal 2B, which is a minigun and fires like a thousand rounds a second. One of those things. And uh, they got in a firefight with those with the NVA, and one bullet came through and uh, hit the crew, the aircraft commander on the right seat, cut his carotid open, and killed him right at that moment. Yeah. The same bullet hit the crew, the co-pilot, in the right arm. And uh, uh, it was, and he couldn't fly. Yeah. And the aircraft was put in danger of crashing at that moment. When this fellow, who was a crew chief and not a pilot, but a crew chief, and and a, he jumped in there and sat down on the lap of the dead pilot and mm. flew that helicopter out of there. Wow! And it, there was no, there was hardly anything, but a, just a, a few seconds, just a few seconds mm. that, uh, that 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 could be that 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 could be due, mm. done. His name is Joe Johnson. He's from western area of Missouri. He oh. was a corporal, and when he retired from the Marine Corps, he was a lieutenant colonel. Wow! So put those two ends together. Yeah. This guy is, and right now at the uh, right out of the book, the senate the senator from his uh, area of Missouri, which is Senator Sandy Crawford, uh, has a resolution being will be read tomorrow morning in the uh, state house capitol building in the rotunda on behalf of joe johnson
2: oh. to
4: say what he did at that time because this is inescapable but at that time when he did all this he flew that helicopter back the story was that the the commanding officer whose name i won't well i'm not going to say his name he's dead now well, he told Joe. He says, well, "You know, we you, know, you really did a good job. But you know, if we if we tell everybody that you flew that helicopter, we would have to court uh, martial you, know, court-martial you which word. is nonsense." But he told word. him that. And so, and you know, the reason they did that is because they said that the guy who was shot in the arm had done what Joe did. That Joe, he has, was the one who had pulled the helicopter oh. out of damage and flown it back. Oh. And that Joe was just a really good crew chief. Uh. And so they didn't tell what Joe did, and they, because of what he did, they'd already given yeah. to the guy who was a co-pilot, who was a major.
2: Uh. And
4: coming into the squadron to be the executive officer, they touted him, gave him a distinguished flying cross, and, mm. it, and gave a hearty hand clasp to Joe. Wow. He did a good job, Joe. See you. What happened then later they finally was they were, you know, intimidated or you know, people had was complaining about this to such an extent that they renewed that and so on, they gave then they said, We're gonna give Joe a silver star. Third the third medal from the top. You know, you had the silver star, then you had the Navy cross, then you had the Medal of Honor. Oh. They what they did was they didn't say what he did other than he did a good job as yeah. a crew chief. <laughs> they gave what he had done and wrote it up for the other guy who got the distinguished fly, uh, flying Cross. Huh. And so we were able to change we were able to correct that historically Good. about what's happening now. Good. And that's's been my goal. And uh, from this point from the resolution with the senators uh, in, in, in Missouri, and that's a, a Senator Jason Bean. From, uh, the boot, boot from the booth heel there. Oh, yeah. From, uh, boot, yeah, you yeah, know Jason. Area. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, he's from
4: uh, actually, you know, you know, he's really from Peach Orchard there. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> right. that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, great family, great family. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's a center up here. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow morning, and oh, uh, he's going to get the books and stuff. And, and, uh, and Miss Crawford and others here who have been very kind and very helpful to us. So I can't say enough about what's going on here it's been really really good work really
0: good I'm just proud that you're doing that and uh, I know he's going to be proud to finally get the recognition he deserved yeah uh, yeah yeah as as we as we run out of time here Harold I want to mention if Harold G Walker is the author and he's got several good books my favorite Murder on the Floodways and then you've got your series of grotto books about flying his helicopter service and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess that's Nam and Desert Storm is that right?
4: Well, you know, no, no, this no Desert Storm is uh, thus Vietnam is Grotto. Okay, Grotto right. One, Grotto Two. Okay. It's, it's a trilogy, and the third one's yet to just ahead okay. uh, uh, to be written. Well, go to work and, and, and write it. Oh, problem. I am. I'm right now. You know, I got books all over <laughs> all over the place, uh, and I've got a half a dozen editors ahead of the two. Fix it. <laughs> uh, that's
2: great. Anyway, well, Harold, no, man, it's good. a pleasure that's
4: talking good.
0: to you, and
4: uh, wish you the best.
0: I hope that tomorrow's going to be a great day for you. There on the campus
4: Well, now, Cap- I, now, 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 someday I want you to sit down and tell me all about what you've done since I've been doing this, because I understand you're doing it's minuscule compared of to what auctioneer. you've done. I tell you, where uh, did you ever become an auctioneer? I uh, guys.
0: Well, you come
4: through Memphis sometime. I,
0: we'll have some
2: barbecue, and we'll talk. Well, about I really it. will. Right. I can't wait to see you. Take care, you. buddy. All right. I
0: will. I Th- will. Thank you, Harold. Thank you. All that. right. Thank you much. That it was great. Appreciate that. I love to talk to a hero, especially uh, someone that I knew.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Uh,
3: Who would have thought such unique people would come out of the Boot Hill, Missouri? <laughs> huh? It's exactly what we've said. That's I mean, exactly man, right. a, a war hero coming out of coming yeah. out of of uh wardell yes. and
0: we've got just a minute left i want to tell you uh tell the arts what i got to do last week last week i gave i was asked by the chinese auctioneer association okay there's fourteen thousand uh chinese auctioneers in china they asked me to give them a webinar and i gave a webinar to 1500 chinese auctioneers wow
3: now was it so, supposed to be 1500 uh yeah the yeah, well, one it's supposed to be a thousand
0: and it wound up being 1, 500. 500 more so that yeah. was fantastic a great experience i think it's a first and uh, hopefully we're going to maybe be doing some more and, and develop that so folks thank you for tuning in on time to sell this is lance terry and uh eric walker there you and go and what we like to say is when it's time to sell walker auctions does a fool around or fiddle around one of those except for lance Play it, son.